If I were to give just one simple takeaway, it is. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today I'm joined by Alex Young. And yes, Mr. Young is joining us. He's young in the business because he's just scratching five years. But guys, he's done over 110 transactions total in 2010 and 2021, with 104 being from sphere of influence or referrals. Yes, you heard me right. Sphere and influence. Okay. He's also been voted one of the best real estate agents in his local Reader's Choice Awards. He's been one of the best of the Bay in 2020 and 2021. And he is top 1.5% for solo agents in real estate trends. Now today, we're going to be covering some near and dear topics to my heart because we're going to be talking about how to step up your communication to convert more deals how to improve your branding so clients pick you, and last but not least, the three apps and websites to help you create more leverage to save time as a real estate agent and produce more money. So guys, if you're not ready, I hope you will be because today, Alex is gonna really dive in for us. So Alex, so great having you on the show. Hey, I appreciate the invite. I mean, I, I was going to say, you got to make sure you take a, a breath and, and take a sip of water. And Dude, just, I'm long-winded. Just... That took longer than 60 seconds, and I'm still <laughs> smiling ear to ear, which means we're going to be having a great high-energy show today. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to share what I can to add as much value as possible. Can I just say how much I love your bow tie? Tie it myself just for you. That's the one thing. And it, we'll talk about it a little bit later when it comes to the branding. branding, right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, well, let's dive in. Take us back to day one. Give the audience a little bit of context. How did you get started in real estate? What did your first year look like? Were you a baller right out of the gate or did it take you a little bit of time to uh, get momentum? Man. Let's, let's take a step down memory lane. So started June 1st, 2017. Prior to that, did sales and management at a telecom company here in the US. And found myself in a situation working there for five years and was just burnt out. It was the retail life. I was working all the time. Crazy circumstances put me in a position where I worked uh, over 100 days straight without a day off with a an assistant manager of mine. And it just got to the point where I just needed, I needed something else. My background's in communication and public relations. And through a crazy turn of events, my wife knew somebody who was in real estate back then who uh, she had gone to high school with. So I sat down with him Picked his brain a little bit. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun and interesting. I, I'm, we could try something new. And uh, took a week's vacation on a Sunday night. Bought the uh, pre-licensing course for our state here in Wisconsin. Took the course Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Went down uh, and took the exam on Friday. Passed it. Celebrated on Saturday. Sunday, I went in and put in my two-week notice after uh, five years at my Dude, employer. You moved quick. Holy yeah, shit. <laughs> I, yeah, it definitely was not something. I do not recommend that for everybody, but it, it was definitely something I, I dove in the pool and there was 
there was no turning back after that. So June 1st, 2017, started in real estate uh, on a team, did that for the first uh, two years. And you know what? The first four weeks, I or the excuse me, the first two weeks, I had four deals under contract and being younger and naive, I was like, oh, this shit's easy. Like, I, I don't know why more people don't do this and aren't successful at it. Well, dude, can I just say I, I did the same fucking thing? <laughs> and then I looked back and I was like, holy shit. Cause just like with anything, seasons, right? You got to yeah. weather the storm. I caught a good end of the market and I got a little bit lucky. Don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. I put in the work, but every good season or every good, quote unquote, environment has a better environment following it. So go ahead. Continue. Yeah, 100%. So started on the team the first six months after those first four deals. Uh, in total, I had eight deals closed that first six months. And I was like, okay, it was a, it was a little rough. And then the first year, full year, calendar year happened in 2018, did 19 deals, still struggled a little bit. And then the team that I was on, more or less folded in on itself um, and dissolved. And I had two choices. I had the choice of either exit the business entirely because I had struggled. My marriage had struggled. My relationships had struggled. My health had struggled. Um, or and, and find it out on my own. And I'm not somebody who likes to fail at things. So I decided to uh, journey out and venture out as a solo agent still within my brokerage um, and then the rest, I don't want to say is kind of history, but I started the branding side of things, Bowtie Group, even though it's me, myself, and I. Um, that's a whole other part of the conversation. But then the next couple of years, it was 30 deals and then 50 and then 60. Uh, and so far year to date, I'm, I'm pushing 50 as well this year. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's been a whirlwind. I've had a lot of high highs, a lot of low lows and fortunate to still be here. You know, that's that, that's amazing. The the way you broke down and the way we talked and we hinted at some of the future topics that I don't want to dive into just yet because I want to focus on what you just said here is mm -hmm. you had a choice. You were either going to make it or you were going to let it break you. Yeah, absolutely. You were like, I don't like failing at things. That's not my identity. It's not who I am. I'm going to just go all in, double down and figure this thing out. And I admire that because on the show, we talk about the teams, the solo agents, and I know who your brokerage is. And when you're a new agent at your brokerage, I think the infrastructure and the support is definitely there, whether you do end up joining the team or you end up just you know going out on your own. I'm curious to see if when you were making your decision, you had input from your team lead at your marketplace or how you were going to go about it. Because I have a I I have an inchling that you were almost in a process of either surpassing the team within the next 12 months or, or a very short time frame, maybe even shorter than that. And that was a blessing in disguise where it allowed you to actually spread your wings and force you to figure out what your full potential was. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because the absolutely. teams serve a purpose. The team serves the purpose of you joining, giving you a little bit of that coaching, mm -hmm. maybe feeding you a little bit 
but making you also dependent on the team. And unless you don't want something bigger and better and, and, and shinier and whatever, teams are very short lived. Yeah, it is. It is very difficult. Some teams, uh, in the way they're run and the people that are members of it, teams can be a perfect solution for some people. In my instance, um, it worked well to really give me the education. The foundation, right? Absolutely. It, it, again, going back to the real estate analogies, it's, it gave me a foundation to which I could build up from versus uh, maybe struggling and relying solely on deals that were spoon-fed to me. And then not knowing what to do. Um, I was very fortunate in that I got a lot of learning experience, both on the contractual side mm-hmm. and how to write good contracts, but the, the lead generation side. And again, my background in public relations and marketing was always that uh, that voice in the back of my head that said, hey, you could do things a little bit differently. And then when I became a solo agent, that's when that voice really was like, hey, I, I got something to say on how this is going to go. And uh, it's it's been working out. So yeah, it's my experience. It's difficult because when you start on similar to you, when you start on a hot streak, and then it stops and you're struggling, you don't really realize how low those lows can get oh until God. you find yourself in that situation. Yes. I I still remember, I still remember early on having six dollars and thirty six cents in my uh, checking account. I was married at this time. And it, it stressed a lot to, on our marriage, on our relationship. And what I've learned is you are motivated by the avoidance of pain more so than the attainment of success and pleasure. And it was to a point where I could either see that $6.36 and be like, you know what, I'm calling it quits, leaving the business, going back to a, a regular 40-hour-a-week, ideally, job or... I can grind and figure out what that solution is going to look like. And I definitely leaned on the the latter half because I knew I had more to give. My team had showed me I had more to give. I just hadn't had or presented myself with the opportunity to do that. So once I became that solo agent, it was like, all right, all, all ships were sailing that way and we're going to figure out what to do. You know, Tony Robbins says this all the time where it's like, it didn't take you five years to change. It took you a split second but it took you five years to get to the circumstances that triggered change for you yep. to be able to make that decision in an instant. Absolutely. It's a, it's a five year overnight. It's it. You're an overnight success story, five years in the making. Yeah. Big time, big time. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. Which I'm not surprised why topic number one really, you know, this conversation lays us up nicely into where we're talking about stepping up communication to convert more deals. You hinted at this, that you already had a little bit of experience. You were in a communications heavy role. You knew the marketing. So help us unpack topic number one is how do we actually step up communication to convert more deals? What does that really mean? Absolutely. And it's and it's definitely been more prevalent the last two and a half years. Back since pandemic season one, communication and how to do that has been even more important now than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, the, if I were to give just one simple 
uh, takeaway. It is your message has to match the medium in which you're giving it. Uh, so let's let's unpack that a little bit. So you've got the best form of communication is going to be face to face in front of people. That's why so many folks attend seminars and conferences. The energy, the excitement, uh, the actual physicality of being there. That is top of the pyramid. Every step down, you want to get as close to that as possible. So the next step is going to be a conversation like this. It's going to mm -hmm. be, hey, I can see you. I can interact with you. I can read body language. And my message is going to be conveyed far more effectively like this. And then stepping down from there, it's going to be voice. You can uh, use your voice to, to convey emotion and convey experience and confidence and so much more. And then you start stepping into the more informal, which are going to be uh, emails and text messages all the way down to, I guess, emojis. But when I say that your message has to match the medium, what you're conveying, whether it's to clients, potential clients, other agents mm -hmm. in your marketing, you need to fit in with what your medium best suits that. So for myself personally, I do best in front of people. I do best in front of video. So my marketing and my communication, I leverage that as much as possible. I get in front of people as often as I can. I do video as often as I can. And if I'm not doing it for just marketing, let's say I'm communicating with a client or a new agent uh, whose offer I submitted uh, the buyer side for. I'm not going to communicate just with a text message saying, hey, sent you an offer. I'm going to go the extra step because, again, the, the more work something takes, the fewer and fewer people are going to do it. And so I'll go through on offers I submit and I will submit uh, one of the things I use is BombBomb. I will use video messaging and I'll record a message and I'll send that to the agent, not only so I can, again, find a way to get in front of them, but two, we have so many emails and messages and things that we look at on a daily basis to be able to have some sort of face-to-face -face interaction just triggers something a little bit different in people. That is that is such a great idea. As you before you said bomb bomb, I was thinking of like, why not text them a video saying, Hey, I'm about to send you an offer. Here's a little quick recap of XYZ ABC. Here's my clients, here's their pre-approval, here's what you can expect in the contract. Absolutely. Thank you. Looking forward to working with you. I'm assuming that's kind of what you send, right? Yeah, similar. And then being able to tell their story. There are some things that just contractually and, and yes we can't convey or disclose right like the love yeah. letters yeah which have been super yeah, you popular gotta be careful. you always got to be careful but it's one of those where i want somebody to know on the other side if you're the listing agent and we're working together i want you to know you're working with me directly and then i'm going to go the extra mile to get that deal done not something of hey i had somebody else type up an offer send it out and you may or may not hear from me no, I want you to know 100% if you have a question or there's an issue, you're that going I'm going to be the one that's going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what you're what you're saying here is because now that I'm auditing in my, in my head some of the deals that I've done, the easiest ones that were accepted were when I met the agent face-to-face -face, or I met them at the open house or I did something where I could pull them off to the side and say, besides the highest and best, what are you actually looking for? What are your yeah, clients looking for? How do we Absolutely. make this a win-win situation? It's a relationship-driven business. Yes, Whether you're working with other agents or with other clients, it always comes down to the relationship. So the more 
your messaging and the medium of that messaging can convey that relationship and improve that relationship, which is why in-person is always best. Video is second and it just kind of moves down from there. Um, the more you can do that, the more successful you're going to find yourself being. One of the things that I that I absolutely love about video, and I didn't even think of this until fairly recently, or I didn't really realize this, is I've had years and years of like working from home. So I'm mm-hmm. very, very experienced on webinars, presentations, these types of conversations, interviews, yeah. right? I mean, I didn't really realize how big of an advantage that was until I started sitting down with developers who are yeah. doing the presentations for the projects. And I'm like, holy shit, if that person can sell multi-million dollar units and their presentation sucks, yeah, they're not even presentable on video. They're not dynamic. There's no emotion that they can invoke and inspire a feeling on the other side. Oh, we're about to do yeah. some damage. It, it, it is it is a world of difference. And again, it goes back to what I mentioned earlier. If you are taking whatever the baseline is of communication and you do just one level above, you're setting yourself apart tremendously. A great example of this, and I I recommend this to any one of your listeners and to anybody that comes across this. If you are going to go through and send somebody a happy birthday, realistically, you forget most people's birthdays unless you see it on, on Facebook. Facebook or social media. Yeah, Take that one step further. You see it on there. You pull up the list. You send a, a personal message from your phone. You grab your cell phone, go to Messenger, find them, type their name in, and then do a voice message. I do a video message. Dude, it I takes do the same exact thing. It takes 30 seconds. And the thing is, I will almost guarantee that you will be one of maybe two or three people Definitely not the majority of people. And yeah. you'll probably be on par with family and incredibly close friends yeah. when it comes to sending a message like that. It's something simple. It's something that is meaningful and has impact, but so many people don't do it. And that's just a and that's just a happy birthday. That comes uh, around every if, year. What if you take it a step further and send them a birthday video? Yeah, absolutely. You can do it right in there as well. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the things, and it's, I think it's it's very important is uh, taking into consideration the medium of communication as well, right? And make sure that it's relevant. So whether yeah. we're talking about communicating directly with clients, whether it's in person, Zoom, or maybe other agents, your colleagues, whatever. Also, when it comes to creating content, when you're creating content to basically invoke an emotion and action. The way you mm-hmm. create it for Instagram is different than YouTube, than uh, TikTok, than Facebook, than a newsletter, right? Yeah. And it's it's all different. So can you recycle some of it? Sure. But intentionally specific content for a platform with specific style of communication does end up converting more deals. Yeah, absolutely. And when you... And let's be real. Most real estate agents want to take the path of least resistance and what takes the least amount of time. Yeah. And if somebody were to go through and figure out like, well, uh, Peter, Alex, I, I like what you're saying, but I don't have time to go through and, and break everything up and type new content for each medium. If I can make one recommendation, then it is record a video of whatever the content is going to be about and find somebody to go through and scrub the video for audio great now you have a podcast 
go through and scrub the actual verb, the verbiage and what the content is. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You now have a blog post for your website and Google My Business and social media. Take a small snippet from it and convert it into a vertical video for Instagram, YouTube shorts, TikTok, Facebook. You can, if you need to do one thing, start with a good quality video and then leverage somebody else to go through and bring that content in multiple places. If we're trying to find a way to be the most effective, that will be the path that's most effective if it's something that's overwhelming. And if you can't do that, take again, that pyramid, take one step down, at least do it via audio. Yeah. So you at least get some additional content that you can use. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 